Hello, and welcome to Weekly Wholesome Words with Pastor Josh Grilecki of Twin Cities Grace Fellowship. Join Pastor Josh each week as he gives further insight into God's Word. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's Weekly Wholesome Words as we continue to look into the issue of the body of Christ. In the last couple of weeks, what we've done is we've seen that the body of Christ and that concept and that expression, that terminology is first and foremost um, talking about our relationship with one another as we are members of one body in Christ and how we relate to one another, how we interact and communicate and how we function with one another. That's what's being spelled out. Now, it's in the context or it follows that concept follows what Paul has set forth in Romans 8, 9, 10, and 11. Therefore, it has some um, foundation to it. It has some other things that have been spelled out before it. For instance, in Romans 9, 10, and 11, you have the issue of the dispensational change and the, the, the setting aside of Israel, the diminishing, the fall, the stumbling of the nation of Israel and God ushering in. Uh, what he's doing now with the Gentiles and that taking place till the fullness of the Gentiles come in and then he'll resume his program with Israel. So when you get to Romans chapter 12 and he begins to talk about that we are one body in Christ, that is what we can identify ourselves as dispensationally. Therefore, the truth of of signifying the difference between the nation of Israel and what we would be today is true. We would use the term the body of Christ. However, that's kind of a, a latent issue. The primary and the primary issue and focus when you get to Romans 12 is how we, as those that are not a part of the nation of Israel and those that have a new identity in Christ and a new dispensational identity, what, how do we deal with one another? How are we to interact as one, with one another? And that's where Romans 12 kicks in. And we started to see here in Romans 12, verses 3 through 8, that this body-type thinking begins to get itself underway. And in connection with a body-type thinking, we are to function with one another as our physical body functions and operates. And that's what Paul sets forth here in Romans chapter 12. Now I'm going to go ahead and read verses 3 through 5, and then we're going to spend the rest of our time in this snippet of teaching looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Look at Romans chapter 12 first, verse 3. For I say, that's Paul, through the grace given unto me, that's his apostleship and authority that he received and now the grace to be able to instruct the saints at Rome as God our Heavenly Father would have him to instruct to be consistent with how our Heavenly Father would instruct. He says, to every man that is among you. That, that issue of among you is how we relate to those in the local assembly. That's the primary context of every man that is among you. Eventually he'll talk about the world and he'll talk about unbelievers as you go down through Romans chapter 12. But right now, it starts in the local assembly. He says, Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. 
We are not to have a high-mindedness, but a low-mindedness, a, a sobriety of thinking under the influence of what the Spirit is teaching us here, and therefore we are to mind that. And that sobriety of thinking and lowliness of mind is in connection that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. That measure of faith is he's dealt to everyone a job, a responsibility, a role to play in what he's doing today. And now it's not through the spiritual gifts. It's through us taking our full sonship liberty and being able to choose an office to participate in for the benefit of the entire local assembly and entire, therefore, local body of Christ. But this issue of the measure of faith and God dealing it to every man is going to be further explained and amplified upon in connection with the concept he's going to bring up in verse 4 and 5. Look what he says. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. Well, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith... Explain that to me, Paul. Okay, he's going to bring up a comparison. For as we have many members in one body. He's talking about our physical body. He says, and all members have not the same office. So even though God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, and everyone has a role and responsibility, there's diversity in that unity. There's a unity in the fact that we all have a role to play. God didn't leave one person out. He's given us all the measure of faith. He's dealt to every man the measure of faith. That's a provision of his grace. However, when you look at that role to play, he wants you to think about it in connection with your physical body. And as we have many members in one body, and all the members have not the same office. Your fingers are not your elbow, and your elbow is not your heel. And your heel is not your knee. And your knee is not your hip. And your hip is not your bicep. And you get the point. There's many members and they don't have the same office. And that should immediately get you to start thinking about your physical body and how it operates. That's the intention here. And that's what the body of Christ, that terminology and that expression is supposed to signify. How we deal with one another today in this dispensation of grace is how our physical body functions. And as we are the body of Christ, in connection with our vocation to deliver the creature from the bondage of corruption, Romans chapter 8, that he's already set forth, the new creature is designed to function as a body. We are the body of Christ. So again in verse 4, for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we. So the as there, verse 4, the second word in verse 4, the comparison is now he's going to drive a home in connection with who we are in Christ and how we are to think about one another. So we, as so, comparison, being many. He's dealt to every man. That means that word every signifies there's many. He says being many are one body, in Christ and everyone members one of another and we're members one of another that, that's, a, that's a beautiful way of phrasing things and uh, I'm not going to delve into that right now because we're going to go over and look at 1 Corinthians 12 and that will kind of be drawn out a little bit but that talks about how the members function 
one of another. And just like our physical body has many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being in Christ, one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. And how we are to function is how our body functions. And there's some natural components of how our body functions. And the Corinthians didn't quite grasp that. And so he's got to correct them in it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But I want to give you a quick example. It's an example that I've heard. Um, and I think it's a great example to, to talk about uh, and to utilize when dealing with these two verses, or these three verses, really. When you, if you have, and I suppose you have, have ever burnt your finger or your hand or any part of your um, body, your arm or wrist or something, on something, do you remember what happened? Your, if you burnt your finger, your arm and the, and, and the feet were involved and the, the mind was involved and all the reflexes and all the signals that relay things um, from the brain to all the parts of the body, all of it was working together to get your finger off that which was hot. So it no longer felt the sensation of being burnt. And if you were close to a wall or something like that or whatever it may be, that jerk reaction to relieve that sensation of burning might have caused your arm or your elbow to hit the wall or your, your, your foot got, uh, you hit it on something. And, and, and now your elbow is in pain. But it was willing to do that to get, a, get the finger off whatever was hot. There are so many members of that body in operation for the sake of another. And that's just one example of how our body functions. There's some selflessness. That's what he's getting at here in verses 3 through 5. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Well, if, if your brain came along when your hand was on the hot stove or touched the candle, if your brain was too high-minded and thought, well, stupid finger, should have never touched that in the first place. I'm going to have you learn your lesson and not send the communication through the body to get your finger off. And if your wrist came along and said, I'm sorry, I can't do anything, I can't move. Or your elbow came along and said, hey, there's a, there's a, there, could, there could be a possibility that I hit myself on the wall behind me. And I'm just going to let you be. That's not how our body works. In fact, when, we, when something like that takes place, in our body, there's some type of special condition, some type of disability that is taking place. And so, too, is true of us as members one of another. If we don't think selflessly in connection with how God has dealt to every man the measure of faith and the uniqueness that all members have not the same office and function as such and operate as such and help one another and those type of things, then we may be the body of Christ by title, but not by how we function and live with one another and that's what paul's dealing with here that's what he's bringing out and when we understand that in romans 8 that the creature the heavenly realm is in the bondage of corruption that corruption is is it it, it perpetuates itself by a high mindedness and and it can't as our government is corrupt on this earth it can't with all the offices that are in function with one another and if 
We want to deliver that creature from the bondage of corruption and give it the life that we have the privilege and purpose and role and responsibility to give it in the life that is to come. Well, we better get to work now and seeing one another how God sees you individually and how he sees every other member of the body of Christ. Well, come with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Again, he begins to deal deal with this. I'm going to go ahead and read down through this chapter a little bit, and then we'll talk about it in the time that we have remaining. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and look what he says here in verse 12. He says, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Nor, again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should be should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. It's a, this is a phenomenal passage to, to delve into and, and study in relation to how we are to function with one another. He's, he, he's drawing the examples and his conclusions based upon the physical body. And, and folks, what it all boils down to is that there is a need for every member of the body. And because there's a need for every member of the body, there's use to ever every member of the body. And because there's a need and because there's a use, then we ought to serve and cooperate with one another. And because there's a need and because there's a use and we should cooperate, we, could, we should seek the edification, the, 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 the benefit and the welfare of every member of the body. Because what God is doing is not just doing something with one individual member of the body. For where were the body then? No, there's many members of the body that he wants to get something accomplished. And there's a necessity for each member. And therefore there's usefulness to each member of the body. And there's therefore we ought to cooperate with one another. And therefore we should seek the welfare and, and, and well-being of one another. That's what I want to begin to look at a little bit more next week. To wrap this short teaching on the body of Christ up. 
I want you to, we're going to come down through 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and look at these things a little bit more in detail and, and, and see those features and characteristics of body type thinking that we're supposed to have and therefore conduct ourselves in light of God had dealt to every man the measure of faith and we are members one of another. We are members of one body in Christ and therefore our conduct and behavior towards one another should be consistent and parallel to that very type thinking of how our body correlates and cooperates with itself. It's a privilege to be able to look at these things with you and to set the ball in motion for what we're eventually going to cover in more detail when we get there to Romans chapter 12 and to be able to function the way God wants us to function in the local assembly as the body of Christ, not just that we're distinct from the nation of Israel, but that we would therefore function as what we are titled to be. We would function as the body of Christ. Well, we won't have a weekly wholesome words next week, but the following week we will, and I hope that you will tune in for that lesson as well as we wrap up this, again, teaching on the body of Christ. Until next time, look up. Thanks for joining Pastor Josh for this week's episode of Weekly Wholesome Words. Join him next week for another look into God's Word. Until next time, look up.